Welcome to the Heart Attack Thriver podcast. My name is Brian Simpson, and I'll be your host. This week's guest, I'm talking with Tori Joy Geiger, who is a chronic illness coach who has dealt with her life from literally before she was born, a heart condition and a congenital birth defect that almost took her life when she was a freshman in high school. And it's a really incredible story. She's incredibly inspiring for only 24 years old. She's an old soul, wise beyond her years. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Uh, so welcome, Tori. Um, Thank you. Thank you. On Instagram. Um, really excited about our conversation today. I, I said this to you, and I'm going to say it now before anybody really gets to know you, is you're a really bright light. And I love how you shine that light everywhere. Um, so the format is introduce yourself, where you're from, and uh, let's dive into your story because it's an incredible one. Thank you. Like Brian said, Tori Joy Geiger. Um, I live right outside Portland, Oregon, so in Newburgh, Oregon, which is kind of wine country. And I live there with my husband and my golden doodle, Teddy. Uh, so our little family there. Um, and I am a um, congenital heart defect survivor, and I like to say thriver. I like to add that at the end. <laughs> so I'm not just a survivor. Um, and basically, I'll go into a little bit of what my condition is, because that kind of makes a big part of me. Um, I have Epstein's anomaly, and I was born with that. So I was born, um, or I was diagnosed before I was born. And so what that means is I have an enlarged right side of my heart, and my valves don't close all the way. And so blood leaks back into the atrium. So my heart doesn't beat as efficiently. Um, I also had a coarctation in my aorta when I was, excuse me, when I was um, born and that's what they operated on. So I've had two open heart surgeries and one um, angioplasty. So I had one at four days old, one at two months old and one at seven months old. And then when I hit middle school, I developed a new condition known as supraventricular tachycardia. Um, And basically what that means is my heart would just be beating rapidly, like 200 beats per minute, just sitting like this um, after doing exercise or something and just sit down and be beating. Um, And it wasn't until I was ambulanced from a basketball game and defibrillated three times um, that I think I really understood the magnitude of my heart condition. And, you know, my heart condition made me a fighter, and it's given me an awesome story to help spread hope and um, just love and bless others. And so it's made me who I am, and that's long version of who I am. <laughs> well, it's, it's not long, actually. It's, it's, it's perfect. Um, and uh, tell people what you do now, because I think it's really, um, really great what you do. Um, you do a couple things, I know, but, but in terms of your mission, um, with, uh, with what you're doing. Yeah, so I have a lifestyle blog. Um, it's called Tori Joy Geiger. And I, 50% of the proceeds from, you know, commissions or any partnerships I do goes towards CHD organizations. And so I call that my 50-50 promise. So that's kind of one side of the things I do. And then I also have a book and kind of a platform to help inspire other people that are going through chronic illness um, to just know how to live victoriously and lean into their victory story um, as they're going throughout life. And so that's that's the platform I have on Instagram and what I want my life's kind of mission to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you shared with me, you said something to me that your parents named you well. Yes. <laughs> and uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so my full name is Victoria. My, Tori is my nickname. All my friends call me Tori, so that's what I go by. Um, but Victoria means victory, victorious. And so I remember when I was little, my parents used to tell me the nurses would walk by my station. They'd go, wow, that's so appropriate. <laughs> and that's been a theme in my life. It's just living a victorious life, getting back up every time you get down. Yeah, incredible. And you're an author. Yes, I am. <laughs> tell, tell, I, us, tell us the book and uh, what it's about, what the gist of it is and uh, all that. So I recently published, the book is called um, From Vulnerable to Victorious, Turning Your Chronic Illness into Your Victory Story. And it basically gives a framework and tools for how do you live an impactful life when you're given time a set of odds that, you know, no one really wants to be given, but that's your life. And so it really just walks individuals through, you know, tools, exercises, but also kind of my experiences of living with a chronic illness, some of the events that have taken place in my life. Um, but the goal from the book is just to help others have hope and also um, be willing to share their victory stories and the things they're going through with others to create even further impact. <laughs> yeah. I love it because, again, I'm a big believer in storytelling, the power of storytelling. We can we can heal ourselves, but... Um... Uh, we also can help others heal um, by giving them hope. Uh, you know, like I said, I had a heart attack almost six years ago. It'll be six years in January. I call myself a thriver too. That's that's the heart attack thriver. And uh, and this platform is about allowing people to come on and share their stories because when we share, we heal, and we heal others. And uh, I have this saying that um, we all have medicine on our hearts, and the medicine, our story, which is our medicine, our journey. Um, it's the medicine someone out there needs to receive. So uh, I love that you're doing that. It's so important. I think, especially because I'm 24 years old. So sometimes, you know, you're like, well, I don't have that much life experience, that much to share. But it's just that one perspective. I keep the same thing you're saying of just like someone needs to hear your perspective, your experience. And that's something that might transform their life. And that's totally worth sharing your experience with them. So. Yeah, I, I get. I get. Sometimes people question, you know, why? Why are you still focusing on this? Why are you living in this yeah. space? And, and you know, if I can help one person, if I can save one life by getting somebody to make changes, or you know, help someone get through a rough, a rough patch because of you know my experience, then, then it's a win, right? It's a win for totally. me. It's a win for them. It's a win for everyone. Um, I mean, twenty-four years old. Uh, my son's going to be twenty-four in a few days. Um, I just uh, I have so much admiration for you in terms of you know, just who you are and your journey. You're, you're a business owner as well. Um, so tell us what you do in your business in your day life. Yes. So on the other side of um, me, I guess, is my business side. Um, I own a bookkeeping and consulting company with my husband. We do bookkeeping for a lot of realtors and small businesses. And then um, we also do real estate. So we those are kind of two things that keep us busy in conjunction with all the things that we have going on. <laughs> I I, it just blows my mind. <laughs> I, I, I think back to when I was like at 24 and um, very young as well, married at 24 and, and, you know, really didn't have a clue what uh, what I wanted to do. And I think, you know, from what I'm hearing and, and experiencing from you is that your journey, your, your, your life experience has brought you here. You're, you're, uh, I saw someone comment on one of your posts that you're an old soul stuck in a young body. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel I feel that. I feel that. I feel a lot of wisdom, 
you know, coming through you, which, uh, which is really beautiful. So, so when you, if you have someone reach out, reaches out to you about chronic illness, looking for support, tell, tell us what that looks like. Yeah, typically it's a conversation. I get lots of DMs from whether that's people going through chronic illness or there's parents that have reached out to me too, watching like their young children battle it, um, especially with CHD. So if I get one of those, first of all, I want to hear your story. So that's what I'm getting is I want to hear, you know, what's your story? And then I also want to learn a little bit more about the person of just like, what do you like, what have you learned? Like, I think that's something I really focus on with people is like, yes, you've gone through this adversity, but there are things you probably have learned, whether that's you're learning to be a better advocate for yourself. You are learning to be more empathetic. So kind of pulling that out of people, because sometimes it's hard when you're stuck in it to see that. And so I think that's the first thing that I do with a lot of people. And a lot of the time I get a lot of messages that people are just really, you know, struggling and having a hard time um, just navigating some aspect, whether that's work, friendships, relationships is huge. And so I, I really take the time to make sure to encourage them and give them kind of just like a little bit more of a boost. Um, I know that sounds kind of generic, but just um, when you're in those conversations with people and just learning about their story and learning about, you know, what they value and even their dreams. I think it's so important um, when you have a chronic illness, when you've gone through adversity to still dream and still have goals even if your plans are going to change. And so that's something I really like to talk about with people that message me. Yeah, I, I love that. I think, you know, you have to dream, um, yeah. you know, even though, you know, bad things happen, it's not, it doesn't have to be a death sentence. I, I, I um, had someone reach out to me recently from the other side of the world who's struggling with depression and anxiety after a heart attack. And uh, I just, I just wanted to just, A, give him a place to just share and just yeah. let out what he's feeling to say, hey, I feel you, I see you, uh, and uh, and then just to offer support and, and, and little tips and tricks. I'm, I'm a life coach as well, and uh, you know that sometimes that's all people need is just someone to listen, to just yeah. hear them for what they're saying, not trying to fix it. Just listen because just the ability to get it out. It's it's a movement of energy. I'm a big energy person, and when we move energy by by releasing, whether it's through tears or through verbally communicating, it's so important in the healing journey. So important. I think it's so important to just express those emotions, and I think it's hard when you're surrounded by maybe other people that haven't experienced what you've experienced. So to have a life coach, you know, that's that's had a heart attack, to have somebody else that's gone through something similar, to be able to kind of pour your emotions, your heart out to, I think it's a safe space and it's also an understanding space, which is, I think, the unique part of having our stories. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I think, again, you know, I, I've learned a lot through my journey um, post-heart attack. Uh, in fact, a lot of people say I'm unrecognizable. Um, tell me, let's go back. I just want to back up a little bit. Go back to that day where you were at school and, uh, and you had to be shot back um tell us what happened what was the lead up to that what do you remember and then i want to talk about that because i think it's important for people to know this because this does happen a lot to young people mm -hmm. um, so maybe you can maybe you can uh, go there yeah so my it was my freshman year of high school and at that time i was swinging on the jv and varsity team i made varsity but i'd also sometimes play on the jv team to get more playing time and that was a game that day that i swung down for the JV game and I was playing really well, but my heart was beating uncontrollably and I ignored it. Um, I ignored the signs that normally I would need to pull myself out and do, you know, things. And I was on medication 
for it, um, but it wasn't working. So fast forward to the varsity game, my heart still hadn't calmed down. Um, I'd gone through warmups and I was actually sitting on the bench and I stood up and all of a sudden like the world just started just spinning. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's not good. So I was with the trainer and he was trying to, you know, get it to calm down. I was laying on the gym floor behind the bench and um, all the team trainers, my dad was there just trying to get it to calm down. And after I want to say 10 or 15 minutes, it wouldn't. And so they called an ambulance. And so they paused the game and they rolled me out on a stretcher um, into an ambulance. And then when I got to the hospital is when they decided to defibrillate me because they couldn't get it to calm down. Uh, there are parts I remember in and out. Um, the main things I remember is when we got into the ambulance and they said code blue <laughs> and rushed me to the ER. And I remember waking up in the ER. Um, I don't remember getting defibrillated. I think I'm fortunate not to remember <laughs> um, some of those things, um, but it was still very traumatic. Um, so those were the main events that day. Um, and they finally actually, the defibrillation didn't work. Um, so they actually fed a really strong antiarrhythmic drug through the IV I was hooked up to that gradually slowed it down. But I was on the verge of cardiac arrest if it had gone on for longer. Yeah. And you said, so I was watching one of your videos last night where you said how that moment was like the catalyst for you. Yeah. Talk about that. I think for me growing up with a heart condition, it was kind of more my parents' story because you know, you're a baby and, you know, you have your annual checkups and things, but nothing had really big happened. And that was the moment where my heart condition became very real for me. And I really felt like I'm not normal. <laughs> like I'm not like my peers and my life probably will never be like my peers. Um, and I think that's when I actually owned that this is my story. I think growing up, I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have a heart condition. That's a, you know, okay. That's a fun fact about me, but I think when I went through that, I finally owned it. And I think I also was able to release a lot of the emotions that I had felt even as a child growing up of feeling that fear of something happening. Um, and I think I finally was able to release, you know, fear, anger, and express that. And it honestly helped me be healthier um, because of that. Um, so I think the biggest thing was just owning my story. It's powerful to know your story and yes. uh, same way about mine. You know, I just want to, I want to touch on the fear, um, the anxiety is something that I, you know, I hear a lot about. I was, if you out on a bike ride on Wednesday, I ran into, uh, I get these hits, these, these intuitive hits. And I just, um, I, I stopped and it was a couple and turned out they were from Canada as well, like me from, from the West coast. And, uh, you know, we, we knew some mutual people and, you know, I just, I, I'll share my story. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't hesitate and, and start talking about it. And, and he shared with me, you know, a very similar journey. Didn't have a heart attack, but was heading down that road. And, uh, you know, I was asking him about meditation and mindfulness. And, uh, you know, do you have a practice? You know, what do you do to calm yourself when you're feeling that? And he was made, they're, they're in the midst of making big lifestyle changes. But I, I wonder if you could talk about what, what would you say to somebody who is really like sort of, stuck in that fear, that anxiety, um, depression, possibly, what would you, what would you do for them? What would you say to them to help them? Yeah, I think for me, my faith is huge in the way that I meditate. I meditate with my Bible, but I also have a lot of affirmations that I do. Um, I think my advice would be to make sure each day you're taking time to affirm yourself, to journal, 
to actually express it and get it from here, get the fear out of here onto a page. Um, I think that's my number one advice for anybody that's going through adversity of any sort is get it on the page because it gets it out of, it helps process it out of your brain and put it somewhere. And then you can, you can more metabolize it and understand maybe where it's coming from. What's the root cause. And I think for me, each day with mindfulness is huge for me. Um, being a business owner though, I get, I can get really stressed and I'll get like pain in my chest or different things. And I'm like, okay, I got to stop. And so I think when you develop that kind of the meditation, the mindfulness of just knowing your body, um, I think that's the practice that's helped me so much as I've gotten older. So for me, that looks like every day starting my day with reading, journaling, and doing mindfulness with um, a meditation and affirmations. That's just how I start the day. Um, and that's really helped me have a good solid practice. And then if I do start getting really stressed, I go back to those things to kind of, I guess, center myself. Um, so that would be my biggest advice. Yeah, I think it's great. What, what's coming forward for me is resiliency. Um, I think of mindfulness practice, journaling. Um, I'm a big, big believer in gratitude journals. I, I like to, you know, say three gratitudes to myself, you know, before I get out of bed in the morning, you know, yeah, I'm so powerful. Meditation practice. gratitude, they say is the highest vibration, uh, energetically speaking. And, uh, it, it, again, that resiliency that we built, it's, it's a muscle. It's the meditation muscle. It's the mindfulness muscle. It's, it needs to be exercised. It needs to be practiced. They call it a meditation practice for a reason or a yoga practice. Um, it's really important thing that it takes consistency and that consistency okay. builds that resiliency that I think is really important with anything in life. Um, tell me about, uh, so again, I, thinking about a client coming to you and, um, and they are, uh, you know, they've got a situation, let's say it's a parent with a, with a young child. Um, you know, given you, you said, you know, you're owning your story, but a lot of it's from what your parents told you. Yeah. Um, if a parent was watching this right now and, and, and has a child that's got a general heart defect, um, what would you say to them? I would say don't treat your child any different than you would treat a child that doesn't have a heart condition because that's my number one advice for parents that come to me is they're, you, the tendency is to want to bubble wrap your child. And I know I've talked to my parents about that of just like protect them from everything, but you can't. And that's part of them also owning their story and building resiliency. And so I also tell parents rather than explaining, you know, your child's heart condition to them as like, a weakness or kind of a down thing, like something to be negative, think just reframe it as a positive of how you are resilient. You have the abilities and the skills to be a leader because you fought so hard, even as a baby, like you, the skills you, you don't even know you have yet. So I think that's my number. Like the two encouragements I have for parents are don't treat your child differently. Let them try, let them be curious. And, you know, they might have limits, but be positive about those limits. Don't, you know, make a big deal about that. Um, the thing that you make a big deal about is telling, is taking their story and showing them how amazing and resilient they are and how they can use that to be, you know, the best that they possibly can be. So those are my things I advise parents on. Yeah. You said something, reframe it. Uh, that's one of yeah. my favorite questions to ask a client when they're in a story. 
Uh, I love Brené Brown. I don't know if you follow Brené Brown at all. Yeah. Um, but Brené Brown, you know, she has a great uh, uh, show on Netflix. Um, it's called The Call to Courage. Um, and she talks a lot about the story we tell ourselves and the negative self-talk and all of that. And I love it because I'll say to a client, like, okay, so how can we reframe that? You know, our words are so powerful. I'm a big believer that, you know, when we speak negatively to ourselves, we hurt our heart. Um, we speak right. neg negatively about others. We, we hurt, you know, we can project that out. And um, just curious what your, what your thoughts are on about, you know, the story that we tell ourselves. I think it's so powerful. I think I've seen a difference in my life based on, like, the stories I've told myself. So I think when I was in high school, you know, when I was so striving to, you know, be quote unquote normal or to pretend everything was okay. And the story I was telling myself in my head was if everything isn't okay, then, you know, there's something wrong with you or you're not good enough. <clears throat> Those were like the underlying, I think, things that were coming out of that story of pretending to be something I wasn't. And then fast forward to getting defibrillated and owning my story and realizing who I truly am because of my story. And, you know, I'm a fighter. I'm empathetic. I'm a good friend. I'm a listener. Like all those different things. I'm like, this is who I am. And I think that in, when I started that became, or when that became my story, it changed my whole perspective on life. It gave me more energy than, and like, it gave me more hope in my own life. And so I think having that shift of story has been a world changer for me. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Being a victim to to your story is where I lived before my heart attack. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I, I lost clients like, so what can you do to become the hero in your story? Um, yeah. Because we all have that power to change the story and to rewrite the past we can we can create a new future and uh um tori it's 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 an honor to have you on today um yeah you are really like i said a really bright light i i uh i love um you know what you're doing for those that aren't following tori you know please follow her um a lot of great uh, posts and stories and videos um i want to just give you one last chance just to drop one more nugget of gold yes <laughs> for people that are watching and and also share where they can contact you and, and uh you know how can they email you and that kind of stuff as well yeah i would say the question to ask yourself each day is how can i live each day victoriously what will give me victory today that doesn't mean you're gonna win at every single thing every day but it might be I got knocked down on this or I totally failed at this with a client, but you know what? I got back up and I'm keeping on going. So that was a victorious win. <laughs> and I'm, that's me living victoriously. So ask yourself that question each day. Like how can I make today a victorious day? Um, and the way to find me is you can find me on my Instagram page, Tori Joy Geiger. I'm also on Facebook at that name. And then you can go to my site at ToriJoyGeiger.com um, and you can purchase the book through there or on Amazon. And it's from vulnerable to victorious, turning your chronic illness into your victory story. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Tori, thanks again for coming on and, and taking time out of your busy schedule. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you and all you do. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's keep in touch. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tori Joy Geiger. As always, thanks for taking time to follow along on my journey and to listen to my podcast. And if you're not following me on Instagram, you can find me at The Heart Attack Thriver. 
I do weekly Instagram lives where I interview people that have had heart attacks and other events of the heart and allow them to heal themselves and heal others. If you haven't already hit subscribe to this podcast, please do so now. And if you know someone you think might benefit from listening to this, please share it with them. I'll be back next week with another episode. As always, bye for now.